and welcome to the Find Your Fizz podcast. I'm Fizz Yassin and I'm so excited to be bringing you season three of this show. Wow, where has time gone and I have truly missed you all. So I'm so excited to be back in your ears, giving you this space of comfort and joy to help you figure out all those tricky transitions in life. So whether you're trying to find your fizz, your purpose, trying to understand where you sit in this world, know that this place is for you to seek those conversations that will help you to grow. Now, before we get started in this conversation, I wanted to just give a little shout out to our sponsor, which is Pip and Fizz. Now, Pip and Fizz is a brand new company set up by myself and my friend Pip bringing you a host of magical events and retreats across the UK and in Berkshire because that's where we're from. So we call ourselves the Berkshire's Dynamic Duo. (laughs) We're so excited to be bringing you our first retreat together, which is a Raise Your Vibrations retreat at the start of January 2022. So a New Year's retreat just for you. Now, we all know how January 21 started. We don't want the same for 22, right? So let's all come together, raise our vibrations, raise that fizz energy and get going with a brand new year. So come and join us. I'll be leaving a little discount code at the end of the show. So listen out for that. Now, before we get stuck into this conversation with the incredible Andy, I just wanted to mention that we do a little embodiment practice in the middle of this show. So if you are maybe walking or driving or listening to it, just take a moment to pause and maybe come back once you've done that practice to listen back to the rest of the show. We want you to be safe and take as much time as you need with that practice because it's such a powerful one and truly supported me. So without further ado, episode one of season three. Let's go. Today, I'm so excited to invite Andy Nathan onto the show, aka Uncle Andy. Known as a trauma-informed holistic coach and writer, although for Andy, his titles truly do not come close in covering the scope of how he supports people. And I truly agree. Just talking to him for one minute will take your breath away and make you say, whoa, this guy is absolutely amazing. He's magic and so wise. (laughs) Andy has led many career paths on his journey of life so far. Now, as a coach, he supports individuals to find confidence in themselves and truly leads them on a path to understanding themselves, their relationships, and helping them step onto a path of healing and releasing old, stuck, repeating, unhelpful beliefs, values, and patterns. With many of his own life experiences behind him, he has become an expert in truly understanding that we all have a lot of healing to do. Whether you have gone through immediate trauma or not, Andy believes you can have a life you want by creating healthy boundaries that give you balance in life. So without further ado, I introduce you to Uncle Andy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank, thank you for having me. What an introduction. Uh, wow. Honestly, it's such a pleasure. And I was just saying how obviously we met through an online yoga teacher training that we did together back in March, I think it was. Yeah. And that was absolutely amazing. And it's so wonderful how we can just connect like this, right? It is magical what connection is and what connection does. Mm, Absolutely. And I guess like my sort of 
first question is how would you sum who you are what a question um i am i'm an eternal soul in a human body here to uncover all of my magic and um live as fully and truly in accordance with my individual spark as is possible and i guess it's my duty and my dharma my mission to uncover all of the ways that i block my light and in turn with my experience in my life support others in doing the same yeah and it's so incredible to see with the work that you do how you really do share that light whether you think it or you don't you always carry sort of an aspect where you are trying to provide your purpose soul purpose and your dharma out to the world constantly is that something that you find it's uh it's definitely something that has become an intention and an objective more recently where and i think this is where you know all of us benefit from from understanding ourselves and um, and what lights us up, you know, how we find our fizz, right? I know we're going to get mm. onto that, but when we found what gives us that fizz in our lives, then, then we just have to figure out, you know, what is it, what is it that I can do to keep that going and to, to, to be who I am in the world. And for me, it's just intentional now just to show up and, and honestly, I've done a lot of graft. I've spent, you know, the last two years researching, researching, researching with all of my, you know, all of my coaching clients, um, what their issues are, what their struggles are, how they benefited, uh, and really just looking at their words, looking at their stories and actually seeing how, even if on the surface, we all seem very different mm. underneath, there's so many similarities, you know, we all want to be seen, we all want to be heard. We want to feel like we matter. We want to feel like there's hope, like we have purpose. We all humans share that. In fact, I would I would say that all animals or beings actually need to know that they matter on some level, mm. whatever their level of sentience. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I I have this clarity now, and it will increase as I uncover more of the blocks as they come along. Um, I have this clarity because. I have coaches. I have four coaches in my life. So, and that's an investment in me. It's an investment in my growth. And it's an investment in essentially having a team around me who are cheerleaders for me. Yeah. And that's uh, so important, isn't it? Because I was reading up about you and everything that you have kind of come through to get to the point that you are at right now. And obviously your career didn't ever begin as a coach. So where, where did it kind of, that relationship form for you where you were like yes that's what I want to do this is the work that is what's going to serve what I want to do for the world now oh that's such a great question I think it was organic um you know in in as much as spending like over 20 years playing the corporate game and not really having not really having a huge amount of fun but I learned so much um and then discovering yoga yoga was really a pathway into just a different way of experiencing myself in a different kind of community you know mm. I think it's fair to say that the yoga community and the spiritual community and the community of people that are um, that are kind of raising their level of consciousness is different uh, like the mainstream world that that maybe we experience when we go to Tesco's or if we sit in an office 
of be read the newspapers and sit on Facebook. You know, it's a different level of consciousness. And I don't mean that in a superior way, but it's, I think when there is, um, when there's aware, an awareness of them being more than just, you know, good or bad, black or white, when people understand that life is full of nuance and complexity and yet simplicity at the same time and that there are paradoxes and we can believe one thing and believe another thing that are completely the opposite and opposing and still hold them as as perspectives and neither be wrong Mm. I think yoga helped helped me kind of really unlock the stuff that was hidden in myself uncover who I was and it took you know, it took time, it took years, you know, at first it was my dharma to be a yoga teacher and to teach from yoga philosophy. And, and then, you know, what seemed to come through me was this inherent wisdom, which I realized that we all have when we feel safe. And when we feel connected to ourselves, like a deep, deepest parts of ourselves and the highest parts of ourselves. So I think it was a gradual thing. Absolutely. And I think you sort of touched on some base little themes there that I know we spoke about when we initially had a chat about this podcast. And those three themes were humanity, inclusivity and shared experiences. Like everything you've just sort of said there is, you know, you just want to be human. You want to be inclusive. And you basically learn from all the shared experiences we have with people around us. Yeah. I mean, you know, what if we never fail? What if we never win? We just learn. Mm. Like just to touch on that, what's been yeah. your biggest failure then? What would you say that's been in this sort of journey? I don't think there have been any failures. I mean, I think for me, for me, you know, words are words are interesting because they have um they mean something different to all of us. They have like an energetic imprint, don't they? So for me, the word failure has a sense of judgment to it and uh the energy of shame like not Mm. good enough could have done better that's my interpretation of that word that's how i personalize and internalize that word so if i think about you know the things that i've learned from i mean you know the the mistakes um always lead to like learning don't they uh because you're going to keep on making mistakes until you have a conscious awareness of what is going on. And then when you make that unconscious uh, pattern or behavior, when you bring it into consciousness, then you have choice when it's unconscious, it tends to come from a place of reactivity, which is, you know, sympathetic nervous system, fight, flight, freeze. And when we're in that state of reactivity and stuff is unconscious, um, we're not, you know, we're not aware of it. So it is driven by, just driven by the lizard part of the brain. It's almost like a survival mechanism. Even if we don't feel stressed, it's just like a reactive behavior. When we bring that stuff into our conscious awareness, then we, it, it has a different energy. Ah, similar situation to last time where if I respond to that email in that way and kind of say, let me tell you about blah, 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 whatever it is, you know, Mm. that kind of state where we're just like previously, we'd just be like, I'm going to teach you a lesson, point (laughs) your finger or whatever it is. Um, When it's conscious, it's like, ah, hmm, I see what's happening here. I've been here before. And then we have choice. And that is when our intuition can step in. Absolutely. And I guess like, you know, talking about those, 
choices but I know you very much touch on sort of these trauma-informed choices and discovering a space of like you know always being on this constant healing journey Mm. so can you just kind of like expand on that concept of you know what why do we feel that there is everyone has got a lot of healing to do and obviously as you know I'm currently on my own healing journey yeah and you know I I can really very much understand all your work now because at first I was like what does trauma-informed choices mean like (laughs) what what does that even what's all these ancestral sort of traits that we all carry until someone blocks Mm. them and Mm. I think you know obviously going through my own journey over the last couple months I've really I've been yeah it's just expanded my mind to think oh my gosh we are always Mm. constantly in trauma healing yeah I mean you know if if we think about um like you know when we've talked before I think really a really good analogy and this is what a lot of wisdom teachers will come back to is like healing the layers of an onion and um and you know we'll come into this you know when when I first experienced coaching um I had a lot of shame because I didn't want someone to point out where I was failing where I wasn't good enough and I didn't want someone to tell me that I had to be something that I didn't want to be in order to change and so you know at that layer of the onion I was like the thickest layer of skin Mm. yeah and and my way in was doing downward dog and feeling nice after shavasana that was my level at that point and then over time you know there was another layer that so I would say um you know trauma is a I think the best way to describe trauma for people that might not understand like the the breadth of what trauma can be and I'm just going to look at it like from a very high level imagine we're looking at that first layer of an onion Mm. you know trauma is really an experience where the energy and the emotion of the experience are separated from um like the cognition the logical part of the experience so what happens is there's a split in the brain where um like the memory of it and the emotional physiological felt experience of it are separated and and so what that means is it may be that emotionally um i may be shut down but i can remember difficult things but just have no feelings Mm. and it might be like watching a movie yeah that might be like a top level or it might be that I just have these overwhelming feelings for no reason that I don't understand. Or it could be that, um, you know, that something happens in the work environment or in my relationship, or maybe you like a sibling or a parent say something to me. And I just go into this reaction that is, um, that is just way above actually what is happening it just everything something just happens and it's like I'm overtaken by something it's almost like there's um there's like a possession if that makes sense Mm. and that could be one aspect of of trauma but I think simplistically what what we're talking about and you can let me know if if this is what you're talking about or something different really what we're talking about when we talk about healing is and you know releasing trauma is what we're doing is we're we're freeing ourselves from 
everything that is holding us back from being our fullest self in the present moment, like living fully now without, oh, but, you know, my mother was horrible to me or, you know, or my that last boss was or my boyfriend or whatever the story is. It doesn't have to be a negative story. The story could be um, I'm always going to have the same amount of money. I'm never going to be able to afford this or, you know, I never, I'm never going to be deserving of a loving relationship or I could never have that house or all rich people are selfish. Whatever the belief is, that's all rooted in stuff that we picked up in our conditioning. And really mm. the healing journey ideally is just to kind of start to get curious about the stuff that's at the surface. We don't have to go deep and we don't have, doesn't have to be painful. Like healing can be just about, just as much about, dancing with your friends and singing your favorite mm. song you know and Absolutely. really <laughs> and really having like the best time like having a beautiful meal with someone or having a cuddle or crying you know a, a movie um mm. as much as doing this deep heavy lifting yeah. you know because really what it is it's shifting that energetic weight of heaviness but we're not pushing it down and we're not pretending it's not there. And we're not blaming it on other people. We're taking responsibility for our feelings and our thoughts. And that's a gradual process. So, you know, like you were saying, you know, with, with, with your journey, you were talking about like the, the higher level and layers of the onion. And, and um, you know, if you, for example, if you, if you have a coach or you go to a therapist or a counselor, whatever modality you might explore to understand yourself, mm. ideally it's, it's really just about, learning how to be with somebody else and learning how to cultivate trust so that you can open up and and speak about things that maybe you haven't been able to speak out loud or get a perspective on mm. maybe there's not been someone in your life that's been able to ask you questions that have helped you get a new perspective or think in a new way and all of this is healing the same as you know meditation the same as breath work or breathing or yoga you know, or, you know, if for men, particularly lifting weights can be really great. And, and, you know, and for William, all of this stuff can be healing and can release trauma. Because really, if we think about what trauma really is, you know, I said, it's like the emotional um, energy with the mental experience with the, you know, the experience is split. So energy has a cycle, right? And the ener yeah. energetic cycle hasn't been completed. So it just means that there's that energetic resonance, that presence in the body. Yeah. And so trauma clearing is about really bringing the experiences up to the surface. And it doesn't have to be in a big, heavy, like, oh, my God, I don't want to feel this. It's going to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be that. It really doesn't. Mm. It can be as simple as realizing that someone is listening to you without judgment and with a lot of compassion for the first time, that Absolutely. can be incredibly healing. And, and I'll just quickly just pause you on that because I think that is such a great sort of reminder is that healing is not linear, right? We know that it's not linear in any sort of way. So whether that is dancing or whether that is, you know, open water swimming, or it could just literally just be sitting in your bed, just reading a book or whatever like all these little things that we already think of as self-care practices it doesn't mm -hmm. need to look like you know there's a massive transformation where you have an epiphany and yeah. like life suddenly just clicks and changes just like mm. that like I sometimes 
hope that a unicorn is going to come up and like take me away somewhere right <laughs> and just be like biz go and find all the rainbows and the magic and whatever because <laughs> that's what I'm about but I know that's not gonna happen I know I've got to like you know sit underneath some dark stuff first try to open up to like you know just even my like honest real friends that have just been there as part of like my childhood journey just to be honest and the more that I've been doing that where I've actually opened up to some of my closest friends that I would never have told about you know certain situations that happened when we were friends but I just kind of hid it I didn't want anyone to have to take my load on but I think that's the problem isn't it we worry about people having to carry our load but instead thinking oh wait this is me sharing an experience so my loads can get easier Wow. Wow. There's a lot in there, isn't there? Sharing the load. What if that's what we're all here to do in some way? Not rescue, not fix, mm. but um, just be here. And, you know, what you're speaking of to me sounds like connection and authenticity. Um, yeah. And, you know, connection is important. It's where, you know, I see you and you see me and we have mutual respect and we're open and we listen to each other. You know, we listen without interrupting and speaking over without giving advice, without telling you what you should be doing, because that's my opinion. That's mm. not connection. That is other stuff. And that stuff can be unpicked, you know, with the right support. That's my, that's kind of what I do. But connection, genuine connection is, is really heart centered. And, you know, I actually learned this. Um, paradoxically, while I was having coaching, but when I was still working very much in the corporate world and I was just starting my yoga journey, I actually did um, a negotiation skills course with international businessmen. So from all over the world, different cultures. So we had Italians, we had Kuwaitis, we had Germans, we had French, we had Scots, we had English people, we had Americans, culturally all incredibly different ways of communicating. And what we learned was that, and this is something that might be helpful for the listeners. What we learned was that, when we are proving and defending, like from a head to head perspective, my perspective is right. No, my perspective. Let me tell you why you should be vegan. Let me tell you why you should have a vaccine. Let mm. me tell you why you should X, Y and Z. Let me tell it. And so we're all just trying to say to each other, look, this is really important to me. I want you to listen. If on the other end of that, like the receiver in the communication cycle, the receiver is like, no, but let me tell you about this. This is actually what it's really about. If we, we go from head to head to heart to heart, mm. someone saying, this is really important to me. The response is, wow, I can tell that's really important to you. Do you want to tell me a bit more about that? Like, what's that about for you? What, what does that mean to you? Mm. Why is yeah. that important to you? what I want to understand and then that suddenly breaks down the barriers and so we get connection and connection is what you're talking about so coming back to connection heart to heart being curious holding space and then when you go back and you talk to your friends when we talk about connection and being honest and being vulnerable it's really 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 important like essential that we are 100% sure or at least 99% sure that the person that we are opening up to is going to hold us safely and not judge us and not throw it back. So if you know that you've got a sibling or a parent or a colleague or a partner who's just going to be like, you're being weird. I don't want to hear this right now. Mm. 
it's always about you like just do not do that with that person you need to do it in a safe space and when you do that when you are vulnerable not only are you um, breeding more connection you're breeding intimacy Mm. into me I see into you I see me intimacy you know you're really opening up that channel heart to heart and I think that's so important especially when we talk so I think we're both very much we've got that yogi perspective in us when we know that once there's that stuck energy we've got to try to release that stuck energy like I think I've always been on that basis where the moment that my heart is blocked is the moment that I stop living authentically me and that's something that always is very close to me because I'm like I can't let myself be blocked once I'm blocked I'm not fizz anymore and I can't find my fizz anymore and I think that's why everything you've just said is so important you've got to find that person that you can just openly just talk to because there's a lot of healing and just talking yeah and shared and shared connection with people where you feel safe and where you feel loved and supported and again coming back to what i said right at the beginning you know every every human being needs to know that they are safe that they are seen that they are heard and that they matter you know that is what um, connection and belonging is about and when we don't have that and don't feel that then we go into shame and fear Mm. and anger and reactive behavior our energy gets low and we lose our fizz. And that's exactly, exactly why we don't want that, right? We might not want that, but I'm just going to, this is where, um, this is where, um, you know, we all want the truth. Mm. We all want to know the truth, but sometimes it's going to just excuse my language here. It's going to piss us off sometimes. Yeah. Because the reality is sometimes the truth is that we're going to feel shit. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the truth is that, we are going to be feel stagnant and stuck and our energy is going to feel like Bleh. and it's okay it's okay because there is a purpose you know what if everything we experience is perfect it's just we can have a choice mm. if we want to how we respond to that in time and it might be in time we might have a reactive behavior where we're just like oh damn it you know yeah. maybe we lose a client or maybe we don't get that gig or whatever it is and or we get a big bill that comes in unexpectedly you know it's okay to feel like poo it's okay to be disappointed it's okay you know relationships break up you know things happen we experience pain like the buddha has this brilliant teaching this Buddhist teaching is called the two arrows. And I did a workshop on this a couple of years ago. The first arrow is pain. Like pain is unavoidable. It's just part of the human experience. The second arrow is suffering and suffering is something that we bring to it. It's the meaning that we give it. It's whether we choose to stay in that, that sense of being a victim, woe is me, the world is against me, it's someone else's fault, whatever it is, how long we choose to stay in that yeah that is what suffering is so the first arrow is pain it's unavoidable the second arrow is our choice yeah Mm. does that make sense yeah so it's like we can choose whether we're going to cause ourselves more suffering by staying in that or like you said we can find a way to just sometimes we need to just love ourselves through the shit yeah we do and you know it's like I feel shit. It's okay. Sometimes it's not just about getting high vibes straight away. I mean, 
essentially you know the more the, the more we raise our vibration the more we're able to attract what it is that we want and we you know we become more um more light and more free when we do that but at the same time we're also human so we have to allow ourselves to to experience our humanity in all its rawness mm. but at the same time hold ourselves accountable with boundaries and say okay how long is this going to go on for and you know okay this has gone on for like a day fair enough for a weekend i've wallowed in it now it's time to find my fizz again so i'm going to put on I'm going to put on Taylor Swift, shake it off. I'm going to eat my favorite breakfast. I'm just going to dance. I'm going to jump around. I'm going to sing. I'm going to have a bath. I'm going to pull a tarot card. I'm going to do a yoga class with my favorite teacher. I'm going to scream into my pillow. I'm going to do something to shift my energy. And then boom, you're back in the game. Yeah. And it says, and that's the simplicity of the practice, isn't it? I think we get so caught up in thinking that, there has to be something massive that has to happen before we can feel like ourselves again. But realistically, it's all these little things that is going to help you find who you are again. Yeah. And, you know, I, you haven't asked for any tips, but should any of the listeners want... I was about to ask for any you, tips. <laughs> but please do. <laughs> um, what works for me, and this may not work for other people, but what works for me and I give this to my clients and to everyone that comes to my workshops and retreats is like, get the post-its out, nice multicolored post-its, big thick pens, and just write down things that light you up. You know, like for me, what have I got? Um, I'm choosing to lo no longer get stressed about money. The universe wants my abundance. When I connect to my strong, stable, masculine energy, I feel like a strong, masculine man. Anything that just gets you in alignment with what you feel mm. gives you your fizz, whatever gives you your fizz. So for me, it's being in like a strong masculine energy, being in um, alignment, understanding what my clients needs are and really speaking to that, speaking to them and finding ways to do that consistently. When I'm in that kind of vibe, then I'm really happy. And mm. when I'm not, it means that there's something that I need to work on and um, you know chances are I'll be speaking to one of my coaches about it or I'll be doing some of the work myself coaching myself and then the fizz comes back boom and so post-it notes are really really helpful mm. music music super helpful dance party like oh my god even if you're sat down on a chair you know and you can't stand up like a lunatic and dance around the office dance parties like up, 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 like outrageously cheesy songs, like Love the most it. outrageously cheesy song you can find. High, yeah. high vibe. Like, oh my God, if the windows were down and I were cruising down a highway, this would be what I'd be belting out. That well, you know me, I'd get dressed up and I'd like party like to any song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's amazing. Have you got any more wonderful tips to share? How, I guess like a tip on how to feel unstuck because I feel like there's a lot of unstuckness yeah happening right now where not only within like this sort of the communities we're both in but mm -hmm. just in general people just feel really stuck it's like they're stuck in like that sort of pandemic a sort yeah. of phase and it's like well how do we unstick ourselves to be able to actually live life again I think <clears throat> I think this is where it comes down to, and this is like a form of healing and definitely it will help with trauma as well. Um, but it's 
like how can I have more compassion for my experience right now mm. what yeah. you know what is it that I need right now to feel more safe what's the next best question I can ask myself to support myself What's the next simple, tiny, teeny, tiny step that I can take that's going to just take me a teeny bit closer to where I want to get to? Have I eaten veggies today? Have I drunk enough water? Have I had time away from my devices? Do I need a nap? Can I go to bed earlier tonight? Mm. These kind of questions, you know, you listeners can go back, press pause, go back, replay the questions, shove them on a post-it note, have them around the desk or in the bedroom or on the bathroom mirror. Questions are really great because that gives you an opportunity to just pause. Yeah, absolutely. And I think through pausing, we, uh, I, I think there was something that you said to me and it was all about the, bo the body is the biography of our lives, right? So when we start to sort of embody all these practices, that's yeah. when we begin to really heal because all these mm. questions are self-inflicted questions because we're trying to dive deeper into like our soul body, like mm. where the embodiment really truly happens. Mm. What is it like to really embody what we truly, like the felt sense? Like how, do we, how do we embody what we want through life? Oh, like that's the big question. big sort of thing like how do we embody what we want because I think there's a lot of like yes you can think about it yes mm. you can sort of like be aware of it yes you can write it down yeah. you can have all these things ah, so but how good. do we actually embody what we want yeah. because I think I yeah. get stuck on that <laughs> yeah and so you know I'm a I'm a holistic coach amongst many other things and mm. uh, and I use that I use that term just because, um, you know, the training, the training that I've done, that I continue to do on, on one level looks at, uh, it's a model that looks at four realms of consciousness. Mm. Uh, first is literal. That's head-based. That's thought-based. How can I do this? Like I'm stuck. How is it possible to feel different when I feel stuck and I can't even see in my mind how I'm going to be living in that house in Bali, how I'm going to be, you know, coaching clients from my computer. I'm going to have these amazing coaching programs. My partner's going to be walking the dog on the beach. I'm going to be rescuing stray dogs. I'm going to be sunbathing. I'm going to be, you know, drinking coconut water. I'm going to be learning to surf, you know, how I can't even see that right now because I'm just like, Ugh, how can I get to that point? How can I, change my physical experience and so as a as a holistic coach i'd be like okay well we're just being very head you know like i was saying in that negotiation model yeah head yeah and so we need to go into a different realm so it's like well what would that mean to me if i could get there like what what's real it's it's like um simon sinek says you know what's your why uh, what's it really about what's the meaning that my life would have if if I was there, like, what's that really, really about for me? And that's where we're thinking about the fizz and fizz is a vibration. Fizz is mm. bubbling. Yeah. It's that sensation. It's the bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. Oh my goodness. 
all these atoms and molecules are like, woohoo, everything's great. Yeah. <laughs> the fusion is occurring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so when we feel stuck, you know, we have to think about what is it? I get that I'm stuck and it's okay to be stuck. First of all, it's like, am I kicking my ass or can I have some compassion myself for myself yeah. here? Can I have acceptance that a part of me, not all of me, but a part of me is stuck? Yeah. And that there's a part of me that doesn't want to be stuck, which is why I'm frustrated. So there's many elements, many parts of us. And, you know, if you, you know, people um, get coached by me or come to my workshops or retreats, they'll learn about how I, how I teach about the ego at being, you know, facets of our personality and how we can literally change our language reframes things so, so quickly. So if you're stuck, is a part of you that's stuck and a part of you that wants to be unstuck. So the part of you that wants to be unstuck then gets a job of, of imagining what, you know, what it would mean to you if you were X, Y, Z, you know, say two steps further down the road. And, and, and then it's like, you know, then you can ask yourself, you know, what are the benefits of me being stuck right now? A part of me being stuck. What are the benefits of these thought patterns? Because there are benefits. You know, I feel safe. I don't have to put myself out there. I don't have to risk clients leaving. I don't have to risk people judging me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to risk humiliation. I don't have to risk people abandoning me or ignoring me. You know, is there's real benefits to it, to safety, the comfort zone. But then you say, well, what are the consequences of carrying on like this? And it's like, I'm not moving forwards. So you're giving yourself choice. And then you get creative. It's like, well, what could I do? What could the next step possibly be? So you just you kind of go through a process of, okay, mentally stuck. What would it mean to a part of me if I wasn't stuck? What are the benefits and consequences of being stuck? And then how can I get really creative to just take the next available step? It doesn't have to be big. What would um, an example there be just so people can understand that a little bit more? Why don't we pretend that you have an area that you're stuck with? Okay. And then, and then we can use that as an example. So why don't you just give me an example of like a classic thing that someone like you might get stuck with? Okay. So for example, I think maybe a lot of people are feeling this at the minute where you're stuck in, especially, especially as like a freelancer or like, you know, as a yoga teacher or anything Mm -hmm. like that, we know the pandemic has been very difficult in trying to shape continue with our livelihoods the way that we had expected it to okay so now I sort of feel sort of stuck in not knowing how to move forward because I feel like I've encountered a lot of like financial um loss and I found it really hard and struggled really hard to sort of really expand my services or you know get show people what who I am and what I want to do and I've got this whole vision of who Fizz wants to be and what she wants to do. But now I just feel like there's something there that's like, no, you've got to go back to a normal nine to five or go and find something else because right now this isn't working out. And I think that is obviously a limiting belief. It's me thinking I, I can't do something. It's my imposter syndrome. But I know that I've been in this you know, freelance world for like four years. And I know I've had many successes, sure. but it's that thing. As soon as you feel like you, you were stuck, like there's, there's mm-hmm. nothing more you can see ahead of you. Cause yeah. it's just like, 
you know, you're just waiting for work to come up, even though you're trying to create it. It's mm-hmm. just very hard. And I think everyone in this industry very much feels that at the minute or a lot okay. of the teachers I know. I would recommend that they all come to me for coaching. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> First of all, because what, you know, what I heard there was um, how questions, how am I going to get back to feeling safe and feeling abundance and feeling like I've got money in the bank and I'm being of service? Mm. where is this money going to come from where are these clients going to come from what can I offer that's going to be of service am I doing enough am I doing it wrong um am I going to be out to survive will I have to go and work with a man again yeah so that that is there's a lot in that that's probably um that's probably like a couple two or three sessions with me just to understand it or if people are coming to my how to control your thoughts and stop driving yourself crazy workshop yeah they'll get three out they get three hours where they can unpick that stuff really really quickly but the you know in essence what i'm hearing is conditioning Mm. beliefs that aren't yours values that you've taken on either from society or family that you are unaware of on some level because they're Mm. unconscious and um, on some level, a part of you identifies with all of those thoughts and believes them to be true. So when, when that happens and when we doubt and we get stuck, we are like, um, you know, we're, we're like one of those bottles of tonic water where you've made a gin and tonic, even if it's a non-alcoholic gin and tonic, but you haven't screwed the lid on properly. And then two weeks later, you think, oh, I've got some tonic water left. I'm just going to have like another gin and tonic. And you open it and there's no. Mm. It's gone. The fizz is gone. Yeah. So energetically, these thoughts and these beliefs, there's nothing wrong with them. Carl Jung calls them the collective unconscious. So they have have a low energetic resonance. We don't feel good. We don't feel confident. We don't feel aligned. We don't feel abundant. We don't feel like, of course, you know, I'm going to have new clients. Of course, I'm going to be at a pivot in my business. Of course, I've got other skills that I can use. Of course, I don't need to go back and work for the man. Of course, I don't. You know, that belief is gone. And that that's just because we haven't cleared all of the limiting beliefs that are ancestral, that are societal, that are environmental, we haven't cleared them and we don't understand what they are. We don't understand um, the level of fear. We don't understand the stories that we have unconsciously about money, about clients, about you know, not deserving more than X, Y, and Z in the bank, all of that stuff. This is big stuff that people have no freaking idea about. It's only mm. when they come to an expert that they're like, geez, and it's layer upon layer. Again, we're talking layers of an onion. So, you know, the reason <clears throat> the reason that people are stuck is that the pandemic has um, has brought up everyone's unconscious fears and trauma and unhealed wounds, and they are feeling things they don't want to feel, and they would rather feel love and light and have full yoga classes and go back to the way things were. Well the universe had other plans Mm. for humanity, you know, regardless of how the pandemic came about, regardless of all of that stuff, the universe had other plans. Otherwise we would still be doing that. And we're not. So it's like, okay, this is where we are. 
Now, why do I feel unsafe? What makes me feel unsafe? And we have to look at that. So I would say, honestly, that stuff is stuff that people probably need professional support with. That is, yeah. that is the truth. And, and what I see, and this is a really big challenge for particularly for wellness practitioners, is that what comes up is like, well, I can't afford to get it. I can't afford professional support because I don't have the money in the bank and it is costing me too much money. So in, in that is also how can, how can people in, in like an industry like yoga, just as an example, yeah. how can they attract more clients and the energy of abundance when they don't believe that they've got enough and they don't believe that they have enough money to them. If people aren't investing in themselves, no one's going to invest in them. No. If people don't see the value of taking themselves from point A to B and having skin in the game, then no one is going to do that with them. That's an energy. So basically you're what you're seeing in return, what's coming to you. I don't want to talk law of attraction, but there are laws, there are universal laws and the law of attraction is one of them. Yeah but I'm not going to go all the secret on you, <laughs> but it, it is a universal law. It's a thing, you know, whatever you receive is an energetic match for where you are in your life, whether you like that or not. Mm. Yeah. Unconsciously your vibration. Yeah. Your fizz is either like, woohoo, everything is great. When everything's great, things just come to you. Right. Yeah. And true. when things are shit, Things don't come to you and you're thinking, what is going on? Why am I not getting this stuff? Why are things not happening? Oh my God, like my boiler's just broken. My car's just broken down. Oh, I've got to get a new tire for my boat. Got the, you know, whatever it is, there are more our energetic, our frequency is a match. We're just bringing it like a magnet. We're bringing this stuff in. Mm. So, you know, hire a coach and and see the value in investing in yourself in you know quite simply people who don't invest in themselves will not have people investing in them and I truly do believe that like I think you know talking to you I'm like you know we're gonna have these sessions because I know how much honesty you give in this and this is really important for I think the listeners to understand as well how the more that you kind of just stay in that phase of unstuckness and you just try to suppress the feelings and just kind of try to get through things, that's when you're sort of like, you're never going to heal. You're never going to be able to push past those feelings. Like maybe on the outside, it may look like it, but internally, I know in myself that there's so many feelings of the past where I'm like, I wish I just reached out to someone like a professional and spoken to them about it. Again, let's just um, just pause and have a lot of compassion for anyone who's in this predicament at the moment. And, you know, yeah. I've been there and I certainly was at the start of the pandemic. Let's have a lot of compassion for, you know, the fear, because these people care about supporting people on their wellness journey, you know, supporting yeah. people in healing and feeling better about themselves in, you know, supporting people in, in realizing that it's important to invest in themselves, to take time out from their families and their obligations. And, and when that is challenged, it, it feels like something is being taken away. And that is really frightening. Mm, it is. And, and there are many reasons why people are frightened by that. And yes, getting professional support is helpful. You're only going to get so far reading the books you know, sharing the Instagram posts and listening to the podcasts. But at the same time, don't think that that is not helpful no. because on some level, that may just be the step that you need 
like the next available step like like i said earlier what is the teeny tiniest next available step i can take to raise my vibration it might just be listening to fizzy's podcast mm-hmm. that might be all someone needs to think oh i'm not alone okay good i'm gonna listen to taylor swift or Brittany or whatever it is it that's all people need you know everything has its place suffering pain all of it has its place as well as joy and fears and magic and if we have compassion for our experience where we are and uh without judgment and without blame and without shame then it's like oh, okay then mm-hmm. we don't have to hold on to it when we when we have an internal voice that kicks our own ass and beats ourselves up which is learned which is conditioning it's environmental it's social it's societal it's ancestral all of that stuff it's all learned it's all unconscious but when we can hold compassion for ourselves and say it's okay yeah it's okay that you feel like that and I think that's so true and that's something that I've really had to and I know a lot of people are probably going through this at the minute where we have to find a lot of self-love for ourselves and just set like keep reminding ourselves it's okay like these have been such weird weird times we've lived through Mm. and it has brought up a lot and you know I think we have to be honest with ourselves and just be like okay but I I need to be kind to myself right now because you know it's so easy to just give that same love and support and I guess one of my best friends keeps saying to me whenever I ask her a question and she's like what would you say to me like oh, if I if I was in keep this situation, that friend in your life, whoever what that would you person say to is. me? Oh my gosh! And I was wow. like, oh my gosh, yes, that's true, right? Like that so is often, genius. That is a post-it note question for a mirror for someone. Yeah, for me. You know, <laughs> but what, anyone else? What support or guidance or compassionate message would I offer someone else when they felt like this? Mm. Would I let them know it's okay to feel poo? And that's, there is a difference between giving someone advice, telling them what you think they should do. Both of those things are very unhealthy, but they're very normal in society. They're unhealthy. Because mm-hmm. on some level, it's, it's um, about one person not standing in their power and another person taking that person's power and agency away, which is not trauma-informed. We're coming back to the trauma thing. Ultimately, what we want is for people to be what this process called individuation, where they're separate people that that seek connection through respect and through respecting each other's perspectives and each other's journey. Mm. So often we want to pull someone out of a hole. But actually what they need is what they need is love and support, but they need to find their own way out of that hole because mm. when they find their own way out of that hole that is going to teach them so much and that is going to be how they can help other people absolutely their Agreed. route out of that hole is their own journey and that is going to be that's the golden thread that they're going to bring help other people with whether it's their children or their partner so it's so important that we find our own way and give each other permission to find our own way you know, there's no right way, right and wrong are concepts that, what are they about? I mean, yes, rape and murder and that kind of stuff is clearly right and wrong. But outside of that, you know, life is full of nuance. And when we start to um, bring a lot more love, a lot more compassion, a lot more empathy and offer people 
the chance to make mistakes, cock up and, and still have compassion for them and say, look, this is your journey. It's your choice. You're making choices here and it's okay to do this. Mm, Allow people to make their mistakes without trying to stop them. This is how people learn. Mm. And this is so powerful. 100%. And I just wanted to kind of like go on to a question of if there was anyone looking for that spark of fizz in life, what would your advice be for that? So what does finding your fizz mean to you? Finding my fizz is, uh, to means to me, it's, it's like being reminded of or reminding myself of all of the things that make me feel just amazing. I was going to say fucking amazing because I use... You could F- say it. <laughs> I use F-bombs because I'm, you know, I'm a very kind of passionate person. F-bomb and, and... away. I feel like F-bombs are like an expression of our words, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's you like, can totally say wow. it. So it's, you know, what makes me feel really fucking alive? Uh, and it could be anything. You know, this conversation is right now in this moment is me finding my fears mm. because I feel seen, I feel heard. And I feel like I matter because you're interested in what I have to say. So how do we help others to find what you're feeling right now? And like just understanding what that spark of fizz in life could look like for them if they just allowed themselves to be in that space. Gosh, I think get curious about often you know, uh, on workshops and retreats, one of the first questions I ask is, you know, what is it that you really want? And if people are going to come to coaching sessions with me, that's, that's a question that I ask. It's the first question I ask before they can get a session, they have to fill out a questionnaire. Um, And it's like, what do you want? And, you know, nine out of 10 people are like, I don't know. So maybe a way of finding your fizz is figuring out what it is you don't want. Mm. So write down a piece of paper, two columns right hand side what is it i don't want like don't want to feel sad don't want to be alone don't want to blah 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 write it all down good and then just step away from that have a dance you know maybe have a cold shower um shift your energy so you've got to you've got to literally move your body lifting weights can be really good shouting into a pillow doing some breath work doing some yoga whatever it is going for a run come back and then write down the exact opposite of what it is you don't want and you'll get you'll get closer to what helps you find your fizz yeah a hundred percent agree with that and I know we kind of wanted to look at an embodiment practice do you have one that you want to share of course always always so um most of your listeners will probably understand the term embodiment it's like somatic inquiry it's But for those of you that don't understand what on earth I'm talking about when I'm using these words, it really is being in your body. When we're in our heads, yeah, we don't get a chance to really experience the full magic of the universe and our place in that. Because our heads are, our brains are designed, we're biologically pre-programmed to have negativity bias. So we're always going to look for a problem at some point just always going to come back to but yeah i don't think that's going to work we're going to be able to talk ourselves out of something eventually yeah Mm. find a reason not to do something or to put it off so that cognitive processing can be incredibly helpful yeah however an embodiment practice 
gives us a break from the energy of the mind, you know, from brain fog, from overthinking, from anxiety, from stuckness, from doubting ourselves, from shame, from blaming ourselves. All of that stuff comes from thoughts. Yeah, it might be triggered by hidden trauma, but we process it and make meaning with the brain. Yeah. So an embodiment practice is, okay, I'm going to use my brain in a different way here where I'm going to cultivate a practice of awareness of what my experience is, which changes, changes the focus from having to problem solve or there, you know, or, or whatever is going on to just noticing without judgment. So the way we can start this practice is you're just going to become aware of your body, whether you're sitting, whether you're laying down, you don't even have to change anything you don't have to change anything you can have the eyes closed if you want or if you want to have if you want to keep the eyes open if that feels safer for you you could just have a soft lidded gaze at a point in front of you that's not moving and just notice what you notice first of all so perhaps we can go straight to the energy of the mind without reaching for labels or overthinking or being too analytical but we're just going to notice the energy of the mind maybe there's busyness maybe there's a lot of thought maybe it feels like hot or heavy or something else so know that you have a choice to indulge or to become aware indulgence will stop you being present and get you stuck again and awareness will set you free you get to choose so maybe you can just ask yourself right now before we continue this embodiment practice what do i want to choose do i want to choose being stuck and indulging in that still or would I like to become free and feel lighter and have choice and clarity and perspective and get to choose? And this is what we call agency. You have a choice. And let's bring awareness now to the physical body. So a simple place to start will be how the body is connected to whatever you're resting your body on. So if you're sitting in a chair, it might be the feet on the floor, the backs of the thighs and the lower part of the pelvis on your seat, maybe even your lower back. If you're laying down, maybe you'll be laying on your back or on your side or on your belly. You're just noticing how the body is connected to the surface that your body is resting upon through gravity. And bring awareness to the parts of your body that are connected to the surface you're resting on. So in this example, I'm gonna, from this point forwards, talk about the ground and, and we'll just assume that that is the surface that you're resting on, but it may be different. But know that when I use the word the ground, it just means how your body is resting and what it's resting on. To feel that sense of the ground beneath you. 
And if that feels a little bit like, uh, can't get there yet, still in my head, maybe what you can do is you can just move your body. So if you're sitting up, you could just start to shuffle your feet up and down. Just you've got this sense of not just shifting energy, but just bringing sensation. If you're sitting up as an example here, and you could do this another way, but if you're sitting up, you could feel, you know, your feet pressing on the floor and then lifting up. You can feel pressure, texture, sensation. So let's just bring awareness to the parts of the body that are resting on the ground. And just notice, are there sensations of heaviness or lightness? Maybe. Is there an awareness of warmth or coolness? No pressure. Texture. And then take awareness to other parts of your body. So let's just assume that we can take into our awareness our feet, our legs, and our pelvis. All of the sensations that are available, whatever they are, without judgment, without indulgence, just noticing. Maybe you can feel your clothing. Maybe there's pressure or weight heaviness or lightness. Maybe there's temperature, warmth or coolness. And then take your awareness to your torso, the back, front and sides of the torso. And what sensations do you notice there? coming to the tops of the shoulders, the arms and the hands, the same thing. What do you notice? And the awareness zips back up to the shoulders, to the neck and the throat. What do you notice there? What are you aware of? Shifting to the back of the head, the sides of the head and the ears. Awareness there. To the chin, the whole of the face. What do you notice there? And then the top of the head. becoming aware of the whole of your body as one sensation. Just noticing what you notice. No judgment. Just is what it is. And then I'm going to invite you to bring awareness to the sensations of the breath coming and going in the body. how the breath is moving through the body. 
and just feel it as if from the inside out, rather than with the brain assessing with words, just notice the feelings and sensations of the breath coming and going in the body. That process of respiration, of inspiration. Noticing the expansion and the softening of the body. And just seeing if you can stay with the sensation to the breath just for a moment longer. Going to take our awareness now to the energy of the body. The energy of the body, simply meaning a state of vibrance. You feeling tired, energized, anxious, excitable. You know, what is that energy? Just noticing it from a fizz perspective, the sensations. What is the energy of the body in this moment? Without judgment, we don't have to think too deeply. And then notice, are there any emotions present? You can just ask a question, are there emotions present in this experience? And does anything need attention right now in a loving way? And if it does, if there is emotion present, then just go to where that emotion is felt most strongly in the body. And if there is an emotion, you can just stay with the most dominant sensation available in the body right now. If there is an emotion that is present, get curious, what is the shape of that emotion? Does it have any other sensations associated? Is it warm or cool? Is it heavy or light? Is it smooth or ragged? Just notice as awareness is a process taking place, as awareness happens and takes place, does the experience of the sensation in the body shift or change in any way? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. We're just noticing what we notice with compassion and patience. And again, asking, is there anything that this sensation or this emotion needs right now?
and give yourself permission to honor whatever that need is. If this doesn't make sense at the moment, that's okay. You can just stay with the sensation in the body. And see if you can soften your awareness, whatever you're doing, see if you can soften your awareness around the uh, sensations, the awareness. Mm, tuning back in now to the energy of the mind and noticing if that has shifted from the beginning of the practice. Maybe so, maybe not. Again, we're just aware without indulging, just noticing. And coming back to any emotions that are present in the body. Have they shifted in any way? Noticing with love and compassion. And what is the energy of the body? What is the energy of the body? And coming back to the sensations of the breath in the body, noticing the breath in the body. And finally, coming back to the sensations of the body. So coming back into your body now, feeling your feet, your seat, coming back into your limbs, warmth, coolness, pressure, texture. And gradually you can start to bring movement to your fingers and your toes. Maybe you want to have a stretch. Maybe you want to yawn. Maybe you want to take a big sigh out of the mouth. And that is an embodiment practice that you can come back to whenever you need to. Wow. Thank you so much, Andy. Honestly, I just felt like a new person in a couple of minutes. <laughs> But I think that's it, right? It's about really, truly going deep into that embodiment of noticing what you notice in every feeling, every sensation. Yeah. Very simply, it's, you know, it's a mindfulness meditation with trauma, with trauma informed um, facilitation, which means that at every point, you know, it's, there's choice. Maybe you notice it, maybe you don't. So there's always an opportunity to have a different experience. That's what trauma-informed means, giving someone a choice to have their own experience without taking their experience away. Oh, thank you so much for giving us that experience. And I really do hope the listeners take something away from that. And of course, let us know if you tried it out and how you felt, because I think we'd both love to sort of hear how you got on with that. Before we end the show today, I could talk with you forever and ever and ever, <laughs> but I really do appreciate your time. You're so welcome. I wanted to ask you a few last minute quick fire questions if you're mm -hmm. up for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First one is who inspires your overall physical life? Other people that are very beautiful and loving and wise that I've met on my journey, reflecting back what I mean to them and encouraging and loving and supporting me. So essentially it's the essence of me being mirrored back to me by loving, supportive, amazing people. 
and I would have to say at the moment that's all of my coaches but it's my community it's the people that I work with the people that I've worked with over time yeah everyone that I've met in some way has helped amazing I really do feel that I think there's such an experience there where it's a shared experience what the inspiration around us for our fizz and our energy for life is definitely with the crowd that you put yourself in yeah next one is one thing that brings you back home to you meditation Mm. always I just have a hot cacao drink ceremonial cacao I sit down I light some candles I do a little chant I ring a bell and I drink the cacao and I just sit with whatever is there and then I pull a intentional tarot card that's me done 15 minutes job done love that what is the one thing that you have purchased that's under 50 pounds that makes you happy? So there is a company called Koshi, K-O-S-H-I. I wish I was sponsored by them. If you're interested in sponsoring me, please. <laughs> Putting it out to the universe. <laughs> they make um, they make chimes that are, um, that they, they have specific tunings and they have four, four different, kinds of chimes and they're made bamboo outer with stainless steel inner they have a crystal inside them wow. oh my gosh uh, and in retreats workshops even you know when i used to teach yoga a lot um that in Shavasana around the head and, you know, doing it up and down the chakras is just like, it's like angels have appeared. Oh my gosh. So I think that's the most beautiful gift. And that's the gift that you can keep giving to others, right? Yep. It's not just one that's like simply there and you've spent like 50 pounds on it. It's just a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So Koshi for sure. Koshi. Right. Everyone search that up. Get yourself one. <laughs> <laughs> and if there's a sponsorship for Andy, please do uh-huh. cut <laughs> Thanks. Oh my goodness. Come back to us. Okay. So next one is, well, I kind of just touched on this, but what one thing would you give to someone else to make them happy right now? My full attention and time and love. Absolutely. And so the next one is a find your fizz challenge that I'd love for you to challenge my listeners. Yeah. So that could be an activity that makes you happy yeah. and that you'd like to recommend them to give a go this week when this episode comes out and see if it helps them find their spark. Dance party. Yes. Dance party. Find a song that is outrageously uplifting, like super, so cheesy. It's beyond, it goes through guilty pleasure and out the other side, that level of cheese that you love play that loud when no one is around or even when people are around and dance like a lunatic and sing along you get extra bonus points of fizz if you sing along and you've got to jump around you've got to make crazy movements and that is just that's going to get your vibe so high you ain't ever going to come down no i love it one of my favorites is um katie perry firework like oh. i'm that is like oh one gosh. of my classic anytime I I need, to that song yeah I do, all, I do all things with that song <laughs> <laughs> but like that song yeah. is like for some reason it's just for me it just feels like this explosion of firework that's been waiting to happen yeah that I'd say actually honestly that's a really great song if you're feeling down in the dumps if you're feeling low if you're feeling unlovable if you're feeling really like you don't have a purpose 
Mm. You know, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? I mean, that is, you might not feel like a plastic bag, but that's the lyric, right? And then it's like, she's kind of taking the voice of the universe saying, you don't understand how beautiful you are. You are a firework. You're so perfect. Mm -hmm. Everyone, everyone should be looking at you and marveling in your magic. Everyone should be seeing you and praising you and loving you because you are so perfect. That song. Oh my God. Literally. Oh, Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to give you this space to kind of share where can people find you, what courses and retreats and things are coming up. Go. It's your floor. Thank you so much. I have a workshop, an online, a virtual workshop called How to Control Your Thoughts and Stop Driving Yourself Crazy, which is just over three hours long. It's on Zoom and it's happening on Sunday, the 31st of October, 10 a.m. UK time and recordings are available. It is um, it's for anyone that wants to find their fears but keeps on getting stuck and just wants to learn to understand themselves a little bit. So it's people that are interested in diving a little bit deeper but leaving with a lot of clarity, some practical, very practical stuff to take away but also just the sense of, being in community, connecting with people that are just really looking to have their fizz more available more often in life. Um, And then if anyone's in Cambridge on Friday, the 5th of November, I am doing a new moon circle where I'm getting a little bit moon magic and manifestation kind of stuff. And then my big thing, which um, I'm going to start promoting um, next week, it's on sale now though, is my Becoming You retreat, which is on the 1st of January, 2022. That is in-person only at a venue called Pause, P-A-U-S in Cambridgeshire. And essentially it is um, 23 acres of hillside and countryside with a yoga studio, a hilltop bistro and outdoor hot tubs. And there is a barefoot nature trail. Essentially it's about being in nature, being surrounded by nature, even in the midst of winter and really working on all of your, you know, all of the things that you want to create. So letting go of all of the heaviness and really bringing all of the fun and the abundance and the magic and the manifestation, everything you desire, really digging into all that you desire, bringing it to the surface. And then I'm going to teach you how to create that and how to like maintain that what steps you need to take regularly in order to maintain that so this is something that I've done for the last three years with my coach and it's phenomenal it is absolutely phenomenal because you are going to have something tangible that you're going to be able to look at every day at the end of this which is going to connect you back to everything all of those desires that you want to experience you know, whether it is money, whether it's love, whether it's moving abroad, whatever it is, we're going to pull that stuff out. We're going to create a representation of that that works for you. And we're going to create steps that's going to include movement and breath work. But mainly it's going to be about finding ways to find your fizz. And then we're going to do barefoot working, a barefoot walking rather. And then we're going <laughs> to do hot tubs. So that, I would love be, it. that would be it. And my my social handles are Andy J Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N. That's Facebook and Instagram. Um, and my website at the moment is, it's andynathan.co.uk, andynathan.co.uk. So that's how you can find me. Um, you can send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. You can send me an email, find my website. I would love to talk to you, love to hear what you've got going on and see how I can support you. 
I will pop all your details. I will pop all your details in the show notes so people can access that and find you really easily. Thank you, Andy. Honestly, you just filled my heart with so much joy and helped me find my fears even through this conversation. Boom, back at you. And this is what connection's about. So, you know, all of you, all of you listening at home, you know, just seek connection, talk to people, have fun. Mm, Thank you, Andy. I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you. Lots of love. See ya. Bye. Oh, wow. Wasn't that just magical? Oh, it filled my heart with so much joy. This is what I've missed. These conversations, these powerful conversations where we really dig deep into these topics of trauma and healing, things that we don't often talk about until we feel like we're in a messy situation. But no, in that messy situation, you can really seek support through connection, through joy, through hope, through raising your vibration to finding your fears. And I'm so excited to share this one with you. So once again, thank you so much, Andy. That was just amazing. And I love you so much. If this episode resonated with you and you would love to leave a review, please do head to Apple Podcasts to help us help you and help others to find this episode. Or why not even tell one of your buddies about it? Get them to listen in if they're going through a little rough time and you think this would be a really good one for them to listen to. The more you share, the more we're able to grow. And I want you to come and find me at Happy Heart Flow on Instagram and just DM me. What did you think about the episode? I would love to hear from you. Now, as I mentioned at the start of this episode, our sponsor is Pip and Fizz Retreats and Events. And we're so excited to be sharing a discount code, which is £100 off for you and your friend if you sign up onto the Raise Your Vibrations Retreat together. Now, this offer only lasts until the 19th of November. So if you are keen, get in touch, pipandfizz at gmail.com. Now that's pip, P-I-P-N, so the letter N, fizz, F-I-Z-Z, at gmail.com. Quote, find your fizz podcast, and we'll be in touch with more details on how you can book on. Now, spaces are limited, so please do think about this and get booked in as quick as possible because we don't want you to miss out on this magical experience that we are going to bring you. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, I hope you manage to find your fizz this week. Lots of love, fizz.